Welcome, everyone, to the New England Real Estate Journal and the New York Real Estate Journal podcast. I'm Rick Kaplan, your host, and my guest today is Diana Perry, and she is with Rumpheus Marketing, and she is the president and founder of Rumpheus Marketing, a marketing agency created to help CRE-related businesses modernize, beautify, and grow their brand. Hello, Diana. Hello, thank you so much for having me this morning. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, you know, you. you know, right now, this is like the most important job in the world to be a marketing expert because of what's <laughs> going on. So maybe you can give us a little insight on what directions on, you know, uh, the, the 2022 market should uh, go. Absolutely. So... Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot going on right now. I think obviously with the pandemic lasting much longer than anyone ever imagined, everything has changed. I think many industries have changed, particularly commercial real estate and retail specifically. Um, you know, we haven't been getting those daily commuters in the offices every day. So I think, you know, the biggest thing that we've really been seeing is how, um, you know, retailers in particular are adapting um, to a new situations. So I think right now it's really led to a lot of creativity. Um, I think that's been a key factor in not only keeping your business running, but, um, you know, making your business stand out. So I think there's, you know, quite a few trends within that. Um, I think one of the biggest ones that uh, we've all been seeing and hearing about is video. Video is everywhere right now. Um, every single social medium is trying to um, capture video, uh, engage with more people via video. So I think that's definitely a main thing that's, um, you know, kind of really drumming up in 2022. I think video's always been, you know, uh, a, a big medium for people to utilize because I think with video, what's great about it is it really evokes emotion from people and that's what's memorable. Using videos three times more memorable than just someone reading text because you are actually feeling something when you're viewing it. And I think in particularly right now, it's the short form video. So we're really talking about vertical video ranging from say seven seconds to two minutes. Well, we all have this short term attention span that we developed over the years, most yeah. likely because of uh, our everything moving so fast. You know, it's, it's not like 50 years ago where you know, things moved a lot slower and you had time to take it all in. Now it's boom, 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 <laughs> you know, so, uh, so you have to, you have to be able to address that. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing by what you just said. Yeah. And I think, you know, between social media and media in general, um, you know, we're really seeing the highest of highs and the lowest with lows. You're not seeing a lot of that like middle ground anymore. So I think, you know, like the bell curve has kind of changed as far as how you're even creating video. You used to kind of start here and build the story up and then, you know, kind of close it out. But now because everyone wants things in clippets, they want the highlights, you know, that curve has kind of changed. So you're really starting your story right at the top of excitement because you only have about 
three seconds to really capture someone's attention before, you know, they're swiping on to the next thing. <laughs> I mean, being an old timer, you know, and, and having to deal with social media nowadays, which I, my son yells at me all the time. He says, you're so bad at social media. Why do you even go on? <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, you have to deal with that all the time, I'm sure, because in, especially in New England, New England, you have a lot of uh, people that have been in the industry for many, many, many years. Many, many, yes. Yeah, so, you know, to reach these people with social media, most of them don't even know what the social media does or, or is, <laughs> you know. And I'm yeah, sure you've been around those people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think with CRE, we've the whole industry as a whole has been pretty slow to adapt to new technology and to social media, which I've always found very ironic because it's always been the retailers who are driving, you know, everything with social and tech. So I think what's good about that from a marketing perspective is that it definitely um, leaves open a lot of opportunity for you to kind of stand out and be different. And since I created uh, Rumpius Marketing last year, I have been getting more clients saying, okay, we kind of get social media, we have a graphics person, but we really need some strategy behind it. So I've been able to kind of help on that level from a consulting perspective. Um, but then also what's been interesting is I've been hearing from more companies and have done a few webinars um, in regards to social media prospecting. So I think this isn't a new thing, you know, Beth Azor has been talking about it for like 10 plus years, but I think people are really finally understanding the value in it. And, you know, you're seeing new kind of tech players coming out like, um, you know, ReSquared and Retail Sphere, who are, you know, trying to make their way within the CRE market. And we have seen, um, you know, companies kind of jumping board and, and saying, okay, let's do this, because we're really seeing the value. We've been hearing from others that this is working. And I think in our environment, targeting people um, digitally is just huge because everyone, you know, one week things are great and we're meeting people for coffee, and the next week, you know, we're afraid to walk down the street. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you you talk about the you know the digital and all of you know our New England Real Estate Journal, which has been been around for I think it's over sixty years now. Yeah, it was always a publication, and now you know we also had the the that paper. We also have a digital edition. The digital mm -hmm. edition in New England and New York has gone through the roof since I this remember, pandemic yeah. started. For sure. Uh, it, you now we're going to the office, get those publications. Right. You can now you yeah. can watch you can read it anywhere. You can read it on your yeah. phone, your lap your laptop, or you know, anything. But you know, I'm I'm finding also I always did these in-person events, you know, the little conferences. And I'm finding that uh, you, uh more people are getting more benefit out of these virtual conferences like a webinar than they would be if they had the in-person it's great for networking purposes but if you're trying to reach or get the, your message out to uh public as opposed to just a small group the the digital video uh or digital and video whatever you want to call it, uh that is reaching a 
larger market because it, it goes on to like a YouTube or, or a website where it stays there and it's continuously available to people. So it can be watched three months down the road or four months down the road, it sort of reaches much bigger audiences and, and different people that aren't available to come in in person as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So. I agree. And I think, you know, the conferences and the organizations that kind of jump on board with a more hybrid model are probably going to be the ones that see more success in, a, in attendance. Um, you know, I, I was wondering if maybe ICSC would do that for the Here We Go conference this past December, which I heard really great things about because I think people were just so itching to get back together and, and right. see each other. Um, but yeah, I definitely think from a digital perspective, you know, it's great because you can snag clip it from it, you can watch it later, you can share it easily. Um, it's great for learning, I think. I do feel from a networking perspective, I haven't seen anyone really do it very well. Um, I attended the um, inbound conference um, that HubSpot puts on every year. And, you know, it was great from a learning perspective and being able to chat and ask, um, you know, the speakers questions in real life time. I really enjoyed that. But from the networking perspective, they hadn't quite figured it out yet. And I reached out to a few people and ended up, you know, connecting later on. But um, I think that's what's interesting about everything going on now with meta and metaverse. You know, what does that mean? How long will that take for people to truly adopt? So if we are doing more digital conferences, you know, can I throw my headset on and could we be sitting at a virtual table and like talking to each other and you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious about what that next level is and how long it might take for people to adopt. I mean, I do think that it will improve like everything else. It always, you know, someone comes up with that great concept that, uh, you know, everyone will jump on. Mm -hmm. uh, I do see that coming down the road, which it will be great. But I'm wondering, oh, do you think we'll ever get back to the in-person, you know? Uh, I mean, I know there are some companies that are still doing in-person events out there. Uh, do I think it's safe? I don't think it's safe right now. Uh, he, but there are people that will go. I don't know what their attendance is. Uh, but I wonder, I'm wondering, you're right, the hybrid is probably the way to go. Mm -hmm. uh, down the road, do you think this the in-person will fade away? Just a straight in person? I don't think it will ever fade away because I think just human nature, we need that connection from an emotional level. I think, um, you know, there's a few different elements at play, you know, even just having a breakup from your day to day. I mean, we've all, not all, but pretty much all of us have been working from home for two years, you know, only kind of, you know, seeing our spouse or maybe a significant other or something like that. So I think while those relationships have grown in their own way, it's great to kind of get out there, um, even just changing up the scenery, seeing people. I met someone for coffee the other day and we wore a mask and it just felt so good just to be with someone else and, you know, have a good conversation. And of course, the first 10 minutes, you're just talking about like, oh my gosh, we're meeting in person. But um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I don't think it'll personally ever go away. And to your point, with especially with CRE, people have been in this industry for so so long, and they've always 
conducted business that way. So I think it's adapting to technology, embracing technology, having that always as an option, but still, you know, building connections with people. I mean, the reason I say that I, I, I have that feeling because I see the younger people, they, as, as far as social, um, that is not really big with them because when they are social, they're always sitting on their phone and they're typing and texting <laughs> to each other. So they're not really communicating one-on-one uh, -on -one like that very much anymore. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's important for people to set their own boundaries. Um, you know, I have had friends or coworkers who, you know, a little noise pops up and they're on their phone and it's just like, don't you value my time? I'm right here, you know? So I think... Um, I think as we do go more digital, it will, um, make people set boundaries for themselves, whether, I mean, I think particularly at home, you know, you want your spouse or your kids to know that they're the number one. So like in our house from five to eight, we just put our cell phones away. So our daughters knows that, you know, it's, it's all about her. And that's where we're building all those little cute family memories, having dance parties or hide and seek or whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's important. And I, you know, I hope that's the, the future people yeah. are thinking that way <laughs> yeah. because I hate to, you know, I see too much of it. Just uh, everyone is going to, you know, everyone's just looking at their phone constantly. I and know. I, and I've had my own social experience, like experiments where I'm standing in line at Starbucks or something. And I'm just, I purposely leave my phone in my pocket because I just want to look around and analyze to see, you know, what are people doing? Are they looking around? Are they on my phone? I think a lot of people are on their phone because you know, if you are standing in line or something, you have a little bit of downtime. So maybe you can read that article that you wanted to or something like that. Um, but honestly, I think it's, I'm like wondering how this is going to like change the human body. Like are our next going to, like, you know. Yeah, that's a good point too. Something else like with all of us having this terrible posture. So, you know, I, I think I got off track a little bit, but, you know, as a market marketer, uh, you know, what that, that has to play into a lot of things that you have to plan for because of that. And, and it's not just the, the difference in the, the, the young people, how they, uh, view everything nowadays. It's also, um, how do you combine the two generations or the multiple generations mm -hmm. and be able to reach every single one with one type of, uh, marketing campaign? That's yeah, got to be challenging. I think it's a challenge. Um, a lot of what I've been seeing recently um, with clients and, and people just starting dialogues with me is um, really getting back to the core of their business and, you know, looking into their branding. Um, you know, has their story adapted at all? Um, has their content adapted at all? So I think thinking about, you know, where you have been, where things are now, where you want to go, um, you know, how do you set yourself up from a branding perspective to kind of 
um, continue to relate to people, show that you're, that you are adapting, um, that you are embracing new things is really important. Um, I know, like, for example, Sarah Malcolm talks a lot about, like, the story behind the brand, which I think is very, very important. And I've been working on that with a lot of my clients right now is really kind of bringing that story out, um, you know, whether they've been in the industry for a very long time, and they're kind of building on that story, or maybe they're new to the industry, like, you know, one of these prop tech companies I've been working with, you know, what, what is that story? How can we tell it in a different way? Um, because everyone's story is unique. So I think that's what's resonating with a lot of people. You know, how did this brand come to be? What are they doing for the greater good? Um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I think definitely branding and kind of storytelling has been something that I think is very important right now. Um, and again, just showing that, that you are adapting to new things. Um, and I think that's a great way to kind of resonate with those different audiences. I think, you know, with, with the video, it's, it's a little bit challenging when it comes to the different generations. I think what one thing I've really been noticing in regards to the video is you used to have entertainment and education and then inspiration. But now video has to be all three of those things, you know? <laughs> so like I just posted one thing um, yesterday or the day before on uh, my Instagram account and trying to think about like, okay, how can I talk about Google and its algorithm changing, but also be entertaining. So, you know, finding like this silly lips, lip sync, but then writing more content um, below in the story and then finding the right hashtags and all of that sort of stuff. So I do think that's a little bit more challenging, but. Well, I also know you, you're, you write very well. And uh, I, you have, uh, you probably have hundreds of different press releases and articles that you have published out in the journal as well as probably other places, uh, but they're always short and engaging, which is very good. And uh, I think that, you know, as far as if a company is putting out something, it should be like that, short, engaging, and that will get as much attention as any video, I would think, maybe more. Yeah, I think it's challenging to get people to read a lot right now. So I think, you know, if you can write um, in clip-its, kind of like I have done, um, so that you're kind of getting to the point, but also you know, really resonating with your audience, but then also I try and have like a very underlying like humorous tone, um, you know, scattered here and there. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the writing is always going to be important, especially from a content creation standpoint, you know, whether you're still blogging or, or things like that. Um, I think what's changed has also been search engine optimization. I think we used to write and jam all these keywords in there you know there was all these sort of methods and tricks and things that you were doing but now that google's gotten so advanced and it has adapted over the years you know we're really writing for humans again um and less for like keywords <laughs> so that's been a big change um but yeah i think the writing's always important i, I think too it's 
What's interesting also with social is you're kind of giving people both in a way, because you can have the quick video that's, you know, seven to 15 seconds or whatever to grab their attention. And if it does grab their attention, they find it interesting, then you can also write something more thoughtful below and then they can take the time to read it if they want to. Very interesting. What kind of, what, what type of clients do you, are you interested in working with? I know it's yeah. all commercial real estate, but does this specific parts of the real estate that you like to work with? I mean, I've worked, like, like you said, worked with all different types of commercial real estate related businesses. I really felt like there was a void in the market um, as far as companies that were out there to really service commercial real estate businesses and really have that match. There's a million marketing companies out there, but all the clients that have come to me said, I've been working with this marketer and they're pretty good, but they don't get it. So I think, you know, having that niche of CRE is a lot of why, um, you know, people have been coming to me. I've been in the industry for 16 years. I've worked for amazing landlords. I've worked with retailers from mom and pops to internationals. Um, but yeah, so different companies I've been working with so far, developers, um, small developers that own maybe 10 properties to developers that own 100 plus properties across the country. Um, I've been working with prop tech companies who um, you know, may have had success in another industry and then bringing that technology to commercial real estate, um, doing some consulting work and um, content creation and things like that. I'm currently working with a construction company, so that's been kind of a new experience. So it's really has been anyone within that CRE realm. And I know a lot of marketers are like, pick a niche, you know, is it SEO? Is it branding? That sort of thing. But I really felt like, you know, in creating the business and in talking to so many people before I did start, what everyone needed was one go-to spot because People are busy. They a lot of people have these very successful businesses. They don't have the time to spend on marketing. They don't want a separate SEO person, a separate branding person, and a separate website person, and all these separate people. It's just way too much. So if they can go to one spot and really talk about their challenges, some people don't even know what they need. They just say, We haven't done anything in a long time. There's new people new businesses coming into the market, we need to compete. So what what do we do? Um, so, and then I've had on the flip side, people who are like, you know, we want to educate 20 of our VPs on social media prospecting. Like, can we do a webinar? Sure. Okay. So it's been a whole range of type of different needs. Um, yeah, but all within uh, CRE, marketing wrong it sounds like you also simplified a lot of it for a lot of these companies which is nice i'm sure they appreciate that yeah i like to think so and i i think you know now being in this new entrepreneurial world has allowed me to really build my network of partners i feel confident in just reaching out to people on LinkedIn, or maybe I saw them speak at, you know, a conference or something like that, um, digitally. Uh, 
And I'll just reach out and say, hey, would love to connect sometime. And surprisingly, people have been pretty open to, you know, jumping on a Zoom call or exchanging notes on social and supporting each other that way or just meeting for breakfast. So, And I, I, I won't get into how many years you've been in the industry because you've been in for quite a while. And I don't want people, oh, let me guess her age by <laughs> putting out how long you've been in it. But oh, I, you've I been in but you've been in the industry quite a while, so you're very familiar with it. And, uh, you know, anyone that is interested, how would they get in touch with you or Rumpheus Marketing, you know, Diana Perry in Rumpheus, Rumpheus Marketing, how would they get in touch with you so they could find out if it would work for, for that company? Sure. Yeah, good question. Um, so I'm in the midst of building out my website. I'm hoping to launch in the next month or so. Um, as everyone knows, it's a very uh, long process, but I'm excited to have my website out soon. So right now, um, my you know primary methods of kind of getting the word out has been on LinkedIn and um, via my Instagram. So if you you know search Diana Perry Rumpius on LinkedIn, I'll pop up. Or if you um, just search Rumpius Marketing, you could shoot me a message. Uh, my contact information is also listed there. And then um, if you search for Rumpius Marketing underscore CRE. Um, that's my Instagram account. So you can follow me on there. I also have a YouTube channel, so you can subscribe to that or shoot me a note through there. Basically, Google will get you where you need to go if you search Diana Perry Rumpius Marketing. Um, and they'll find a ton of your different uh, articles or, that you have uh, published because they're all over the place. I've I've seen them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I yeah. see them in the New England Real Estate Journal because I get that all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, I try and, and get myself out there. I've, I've worked on my personal brand for a long time. So I think that's been a major contributor to my business being successful from the start is, you know, I had that base of being on pretty much every single ICSC committee that you could ever join. <laughs> so, a lot of people have just known me through my writing or through um, one of the committees I've joined or something like that. Well, maybe you'll have to help me with that because like I said, I'm an old timer and that stuff is, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a foreign language to me, but, uh, but I'm trying, I'm trying. I'll, yeah, I'll get there. Is, you know, if you find, you know, a few people that you have gotten value from, you know, just even following their um, Instagram account or YouTube channel or something like that. That way you're getting notified of new content and then you can, it really helps you stay in the know. I mean, I have my own marketing people that I'm looking up to, you know, Seth Godin and um, Scott Galloway and, you know, others. So, Okay. It's always good to get that advice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I have to listen to these shows so I can learn, you know. <laughs> so it's it's good for people to uh, listen in. You know, they find out all this different information, and then it makes it interesting. Well, maybe I should work with this person. Maybe it's something that I I'm missing. So you know, I do appreciate you coming on and talking so freely about the Absolutely. the marketing. Yeah. And, and we're talking with Diana Perry. She is with Rumpheus Marketing, and she's been with the in, in the industry for a number of years, and she has a 
great experience and getting your, your branding and your marketing out there. Thank you, Diana. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for yeah. listening. Until next time. All right. Take care.